emphasize, true, that leaders of this group do not understand what actually is taking place in these meetings, which are usually called pet meetings. The routine of such meetings is usually given over talks by the leader and the other members of the group, and occasionally from someone outside the group. Meanwhile, the minds of the individuals are contacting and recharging one another. The brain of a human being may be compared to an electric battery in which it will become exhausted or run down, causing the owner of it to feel despondent, discouraged, and lack in pep. Who is so fortunate has never to have had such a feeling? The human brain, when it is depleted condition, must be recharged in the manner in which this is done is through contact with more vital minds or minds. The great leaders understand the necessity of this recharging process, and moreover, they understand how to accomplish the result. This knowledge is the main feature which distinguishes a leader from a follower. Fortune is the person who understands this principle sufficiently well to keep his or her brain vitalized or recharged by periodically contacting it with more vital mind. Sexual contact is one of the most effective of the stimuli through which a mind may be recharged, providing the contact is intelligently made between a man and a woman who have genuine affection for each other. Another, and any other sort of sexual relationship is a devitalizer of the mind. Any competent protectors of psychotherapeutics can, quote, recharge a brain within a few minutes. Before passing away from the brief reference made to sexual contact as a means of revitalizing a depleted mind, it seems appropriate to call attention to the fact that all over the great leaders in whatever walks of life they have arisen have been or are people of highly sexed natures. Parentheses. The word sex is not an indecent word. You will find it in all the dictionaries. And parentheses. There is a growing tendency upon part of the best informed physicians and the other health practitioners to accept the theory that all diseases begin when the brain of the individual is in a depleted or devitalized state. Stated another way, it is a known fact that the person who has perfectly volatilized brain is practically, if not entirely, immune from all manner of disease. Every intelligent health practitioner of whatever school or type knows that nature or the mind cures disease in every instance where a cure is affected. Medicines, faith, laying on hands, chiropractic, osteopathy, and other forms of outside stimulant are nothing more than artificial aids to nature or, to the state it correctly, mere methods of setting the chemistry of the mind into motion to the end that it readjusts the cells and tissues of the body, revitalizes the brain, and otherwise causes the human machine to function normally. The most orthodox practitioner will admit the truth of this statement. What, then, may the possibilities of the future development in the field of mind chemistry? Through the principle of harmonious blending of minds, perfect health may be enjoyed. Through the aid of this same principle, sufficient power may be developed to solve the problem of economic pressure which constantly presses upon every individual. We may judge the future possibilities of the mind chemistry by taking the inventory of its past achievements keeping in mind the fact that these achievements have been largely the result of accidental discovery and a chance of groupings of minds. We are approaching the time when the professorate of the universities will teach mind chemistry the same as other subjects are now taught. Meanwhile, study and experimentation in connection with this subject open vistas of possibility for the individual student. Mind Chemistry and Economic Power
that mind chemistry may be appropriately applied, applied to the workday affairs of the economic and commercial world is a demonstrable fact. Through the blending of two or more minds in a perfect, in the spirit of perfect harmony, the principle of mind chemistry may be made to develop sufficient power to enable the individuals whose minds have been thus blended to perform seemingly superhuman feats. Power is the force with which main with which man achieves success and any undertaking power in unlimited quantities may be enjoyed by any group of men or men and women who possess the wisdom with which to submerge their own personalities and their own immediate individual interests through the blending of their minds in a spirit of perfect harmony. Observe profitably the frequency with which the word, quote, harmony appears throughout this introduction. There can be no development of the, quote, mastermind where the element of perfect harmony does not exist. The individual units of the mind will not blend with the individual units of another mind until the two minds have been aroused and warmed, as it were, with the spirit of perfect harmony of purpose. The moment two minds begin to, to take divergent roads of interest, the individual units of each mind separate, and the third element known as the, quote, mastermind, which grew out of the friendly and harmonious alliance, will disintegrate. We now we come now to the study of some well-known men who have accumulated great power, also great fortunes, through the application of mind chemistry. Let us begin our study with the three men who are known to be the men of great achievement in their respective fields of economic, business, and professional endeavor. Their names are Henry Ford, Thomas A. Edison, and Harvey S. Firestone. Of the three, Henry Ford is by far the most powerful, having reference to economic and financial power. Mr. Ford is the most powerful man now living on earth. Many who have studied Mr. Ford believe him to be the most powerful man who have ever lived. As far as it is known, Mr. Ford is the only man now living, or who has ever lived, with sufficient power to outwit the money trust of the United States. Mr. Ford gathers millions of dollars with it with at as great ease as a child fills his basket bucket with sand when playing on the beach. It has been said by those who were in position to know that Mr. Ford, if needed it, could send out the call for money and gather in a billion dollars, a thousand million dollars, all and have it available for use within one week. No one who knows of Ford's achievements doubts this. Those who know him well know he could do it with more, with no more effort than he than the average person expends and raising the money with which to pay a month's house rent. He could get his money if he if he needed it through the intelligence application of the principles on which this course is based. While Mr. Ford's new automobile was in the process of perfection in 1927, it is said that he received advanced orders with cash payments for more than 375,000 cars at an estimated price of $600 per car this would amount to $225 million, which he received before a single car was delivered. Such is the power of the confidence in Ford's ability. Mr. Edison, as everyone knows, is a philosopher, scientist, and inventor. He is perhaps the keenest Bible student on earth, a study of nature's Bible, however, and not of the myriads of man-made Bibles. Mr. Edison has such a keen insight into Mother Nature's Bible that he has harnessed and combined for the good of mankind, more of nature's, nature's laws than any other person now living or whoever ever lived. It was he who brought together 
the point of the needle and the piece of revolving wax in such a way that the vibrations of the human voice may be recorded and reproduced through the modern talking machine. Parentheses. And it may be Edison who eventually enabled man to pick up and correctly interpret the vibrations of thought which are now recorded in the balanced universe of ether, just as he has enabled man to record and reproduce the spoken word. And parentheses. And it was Edison who first harnessed the lightning and made it serve as light for man's use through the aid of the incandescent electric light bulb. It was Edison who gave the word world the modern moving picture. These are but a few of his outstanding achievements. These modern, quote, miracles, which he has performed, not by trickery under the sham pretense of superhuman power, but in the very midst of the bright light of science, transcends all of the so-called miracles described in man-made books of fiction. Mr. Firestone is the moving spirit in the great Firestone tire industry in Akron, Ohio. His industrial achievements are so well known wherever automobile, automobiles are used, are used that no special comment on them seems necessary. All three of these men began their careers, business and professional, without capital and with very little schooling of the type that you usually refer to as, quote, education. All three men are now well-educated. All three are wealthy. All three are powerful. Now let us inquire into the source of their wealth and power. Thus far, we have been dealing with only of the effect. The true philosopher, which wishes to understand the cause of a given effect. For the purpose of establishing this lesson upon a solid foundation, we have gone a long way towards success by admitting that the meeting or coming in close contact of two minds set up in each of those minds a certain noticeable, quote, effect or state of mind quite different from the one existing immediately prior to the contact. While it is desirable, it is not essential to know what is the, quote, cause of this reaction of mind upon mind. That the reaction takes place in every instance is a known fact which gives us a starting point from which we may show what is meant by the term, quote, master mind. A master mind may be created through the bringing together or blending in a spirit of perfect harmony of two or more minds. Out of this harmonious blending, the chemistry of the mind creates a third mind, which may be appropriated and used by one or all of the individual minds. This master mind will remain available as long as the friendly, harmonious alliance between the individual minds exists. It will disintegrate, and all evidence of its formal existence will disappear the moment the friendly alliance is broken. This principle of mind chemistry is the basis and the cause for, for practically all the so-called, quote, soulmate and, quote, eternal triangle cases. So, many of which unfortunately find their way into the divorce courts and meet with popular ridicule from ignorant and uneducated people who manufacture vulgarity and scandal out of one of the greatest of nature's laws. The entire civilized world knows that the first two or three years of association after marriage are often marked by much disagreement of a more or less petty nature. These are the years of, quote, adjustment. If the marriage survives them, it will 
more than apt to become a permanent alliance. These facts, no experienced married person will deny. Again, we see the, quote, effect without understanding, quote, the cause. While there are many contributing causes, yet, in the main, the lack of harmony during these early years of marriage is due to the slowness of the chemistry of the minds in blending harmoniously. Stated differently, the electrons or units of energy called the mind are often near extremely friendly nor, nor antagonistic upon first contact, but through constant association they gradually adapt themselves in harmony, except in the rare cases where association has the opposite effect of leading eventually to open hostility between these units. It is a well-known fact that after a man and a woman live together for 10 to 15 years, they become practically indispensable to each other, even though there may not be the slightest evidence of the state of mind called love. Moreover, this association and relationship sexually not only develops a natural affinity towards the two minds, but it actually causes the two people to take on a similar facial expression and to resemble each other closely in many other marked ways. Any competent analysis of human nature can easily go into a crowd of strange people and pick out the wife after having been introduced to the, her husband. The expression of the eyes, the contour of the faces, and the tone of the voices of the people who have been long associated in marriage become similar to a marked degree. So, marked is the effect of the chemistry of the human mind that any experienced public speaker may quickly interpret the manner in which his statements are accepted by his audience. Antagonism is the mind of but one person in the audience of 1,000 may be rarely detected by the speaker who has learned how to, quote, feel and register the effects of antagonism. Moreover, the public speaker can make these interpretations without observing or in any manner being influenced by the expression on the faces of those in the, his audience. On account of this fact, an audience may cause a speaker to rise to great heights of oratory or heckle him into failure without making a sound or denoting a single expression of satisfaction or dissatisfaction through the features of the face. All, quote, master salesmen know the moment the, quote, psychological time for closing has arrived, not by what the prospective buyer says, but from the effect of the chemistry of his mind as it interpreted or felt by the salesman. Words often belial the, the intentions of those speaking them, but a correct interpretation of the chemistry of the mind leaves no loophole for such a possibility. Every able salesman knows that the majority of buyers have the habit of affecting a negative attitude almost to the very climax of a sale. Every able lawyer has developed a sixth sense where whereby he is enabled to, quote, feel his way through the most artfully set the words of a clever witness who is lying, and correctly interpret that which is in the witness's mind through the chemistry of the mind. Many lawyers have developed this ability without knowing the real source of it. They possess the technique without the scientific understanding upon which it is based. Many salesmen have done the same thing. Chemistry of his mind or her mind, so that it will either attract or repel all the all with whom it comes in contact, is a known fact. Stated in another manner, any person may assume a mental attitude which will attract and please others, or repel and antagonize them, 
and this is without the aid of words or facial expressions or other form of bodily movement or demeanor. Go back now to the definition of a, quote, master mind, a mind which grows out of the blending and coordination of two or more minds in a spirit of perfect harmony, and you will catch the full significance of the word harmony as it is used here. Two minds would, will not blend can they be coordinated unless the element of perfect harmony is present, wherein lies the secret of success or failure of practically all businesses and social partnerships. Every sales manager and every military commander and every leader in every walk of life understands the necessity of a, quote, esprit de corps, a spirit of common understanding and cooperation, and the attainment of success. This mass spirit of harmony, of purpose, is obtained through discipline, voluntary or forced, of such nature that the individual minds become blended into a, quote, master mind, by which it is meant that the chemistry of the individual minds is modified in such a manner that these minds blend and function as one. The methods through which this blending process takes place are as numerous as the individuals engaged in the various forms of leadership. Every leader has his or her own method of coordinating the minds of the followers. One will use force, another uses persuasion. One will play upon the fear of penalties while the other plays upon rewards in order to reduce the individual minds of a given group of people to where they may be blended into a mass mind. The student will not have to search deeply into the history of statementship, politics, business, or finance to discover the technique employed by the leaders in these fields in the process of blending the minds of individuals into a mass mind. The really great leaders of the world, however, have been provided by nature with the combination of mind chemistry favorable as a nucleus of attraction for other minds. Napoleon was a notable example of a man possessing the magnetic type of mind which had a very decided tendency to attract all minds with which it came in contact. Soldiers followed Napoleon to certain death without flinching because of the impelling or attracting nature of his personality. And that personality was nothing more nor less than the chemistry of his mind. No group of minds can be blended into a mastermind if one of the individuals of the group possesses one of the, these extreme, extremely negative repelling minds. The negative and positive minds will not blend in the sense where described as a mastermind. Lack of knowledge of this fact has brought many of otherwise able leaders to defeat. Any able leader who understands this principle of mind chemistry may temporarily blend the minds of practically any group of people so that it will represent a mass mind, but the composition will disintegrate almost the very moment the leader presence is removed from the group. <clears throat> the most successful life insurance sales organizations and other sales force meet once a week or more often. For what? For the purpose of what? For the purpose of merging the individual minds into a mastermind, which will, for a limited number of days, serve as a stimulus to the individual minds. It may be, and generally 